0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the SIRS group podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Barbara. And today we are talking about how SIRS or the experience of having SIRS or chronic illness health journeys have changed us, the forced lessons or the uh, the uh, lessons we had to learn along the way.
1: Yes, it's been uh, transformative to say the least. But uh, before we get into all of that, uh, we are not medical professionals, so do not take anything we say as medical advice, although I don't think there will be a lot of medical oriented stuff in this episode but just remember, we are patients and we we've read the textbook, we know a lot about sirs uh but we are not medical professionals all right, well, all that said um for me, one of the first things that I noticed about you know kind of reflecting back on the last about two years. Has it been? Jeez. Like, I mean, almost a full two years of kind of knowing about SIRS since my diagnosis and all of that. Um, it was really forced me to focus on my health. And that's been a good thing overall. I'm, you know, obviously I started out being carnivore, so I already had that baseline uh, of of being focused on feeling better. But my, um, I took my fitness more seriously. I, uh, it really helped me connect more with relationships. I know for some people, SIRS made relationships more difficult. And that definitely happened too. I think that uh, some friends dropped off that I became very obvious they were not the supportive type that I needed or they were just kind of toxic or whatever. Those people I just didn't have the energy for. I didn't have the time. Um, I, I just they, I had no room. SIRS made me prioritize. It really uh, gets rid of the riffraff, makes you cull the herd, so to speak. Uh, So my relationships overall improved because just the best ones are the ones that I kept in my life. Um, And it just also uh, brought my attention to a solid work-life balance too. Um, You know, just making sure that I'm not killing myself at my job because I, I just really couldn't, I didn't have the energy to do that anymore. And that even though I'm feeling better and my energy is back since I've, you know, been uh, in treatment, I still have reserved that energy, that extra energy now for myself and my relationships and, and the good things in life, the meaningful things rather than killing myself at work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had a very similar experience where SIRS so just reprioritized everything for me. It definitely made me focus more on my health, but it also reprioritized in my own mind what is most important to me, like what I truly want out of life and who I want to be. Um, I saw this meme the other day and it said, if you spill a cup of coffee, what comes out of it? And I thought it was going to be like a riddle, um, but the answer was Coffee. And the point is, is that w- when you have life upsets, what comes out of you is whatever's in your cup. And so I just had this realization that I needed to work on my myself, my mindset, my emotional state, so that when I have obstacles in life, which you always will. And SIRS was a big one for me. Like when my coffee cup spills, I want it to spill rainbows and sparkles. Like I just want to be that person filled with light and joy. And I think SIRS made me look at what was in my cup because I just had some really viscerally negative things spill out of me when I came across this obstacle. Um, So it really reprioritized things for me in my, my physical life. But very much so in my mental and emotional life too.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love it. Sometimes you have to go through really crappy stuff in order to find the really important things. And it's just, it's painful. It's always painful, but you're so much better for it on the other side. Um, Kind of speaking of that in a more um, like in, in like the work realm, um. I quit my jobs that I hated. I quit I quit being I was an executive assistant basically or project manager for most of my adult life and I was good at it but I absolutely hated it and it killed me. Like it was just stressing me out constantly. It was some jobs I I worked from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. like just that those kinds of jobs. Uh it pushed me so so having SIRS, realizing I needed to refocus on my health, pushed me to rethink what work meant. And yes, I need an income. Yes, I have bills to pay. But I can accomplish that through freelancing, which then turned into my own business. And with my own business, yes, there's a lot of work involved and a lot of energy needed, but I can make my own schedule. I am not answering to anybody. I pick when I meet with clients and I pick when I do group calls. Um, And that has been amazing because now I have time just as an example of that. um, When I used to go do therapy, when I had a nine to five job, I would do my my hour with the therapist, you know, be crying, red nose, white, you know, I wipe my eyes and I'd have to walk back into work and, you know, be productive. Like how awful, like uh, I'm sad that anyone, most people have to do that. But for me. I now pick the day that I do therapy, I usually clear a lot of my day off or I plan that day as like my day off and I maybe I'll work on the weekend instead. So so I've been able to kind of puzzle piece my life together so that I'm supporting myself emotionally as well as physically when I need to but then also getting work done on on other days or different times.
0: That's beautiful. I think that when you're when you have it's kind of like the reprioritization thing where it's just like, you know what, my priority is my health. And this is what I need to do to support my health. So I think it's really awesome that you were able to do that. And I know uh, in the near future, we're going to have some resources in the SERS group to help people who are looking to kind of venture out into starting their own businesses as well. The next thing I would say SERS really changed for me was it made me a much more empathetic person. Uh, if anyone is into the MBTI, Types. I am an INTJ. And so I'm very inward focused. It's very hard for me to relate to other people's experiences unless I have some sort of context to relate to from my own experience. And so having SIRS and having all of the uh, side benefits of SIRS, like not just the physical disability that I had for a period of time where I lost mobility. I was walking with a cane. Um, I lost eyesight in my right eye. Like those physical things made me more empathetic towards people who have and experience disabilities. But it has also made me more empathetic towards the mental and emotional challenges that people with chronic illness experience. And also um, a huge part of this for me, too, has been just kind of relationships and seeing how some have really risen to the top and some have kind of fallen to the wayside because of my chronic illness um, so I think it's made me a lot more empathetic towards other people's experiences, whether it be a physical experience, a mental experience, a emotional experience, or like dealing with relationships while having a chronic illness. And it's really cool to see that play out in real time um, now that, you know, we have the SERS group and we're talking to people it's so nice to have a group of people who get it right. Like so many of us have SIRS, and we're trying to explain it to people, and it is such an invisible illness. But now we have this amazing community where you can immediately relate to the people who are there on this really visceral level.
1: Yeah, that's you know, and I to kind of piggyback on bringing up the types. I'm an ENFJ, and so and and I lead with feeling what the room is feeling. So I'm painfully aware of how other people feel, uh, actually more so than even myself. And for the longest time, I didn't really know that that wasn't my own feelings. <laughs> and now I I can recognize more that every, like some of the things that I'm getting from the room are actually other people's feelings. Um, but now I can kind of parse that out. And I, I have that consideration for the invisible illness, like you were saying, JC, uh, about like actually understanding that somebody might be in pain and you you can't see it physically like for you you were walking with the cane so people could could see that part but for me you know if i have gi issues unless you're going into the bathroom with me you're probably not going to know so there's there's just so many other aspects of my illness that people don't really see uh as they interact with me and i now realize that that is another layer that uh that that I just need to consider when I'm dealing with other people. Um, So yeah, that's, that's been a really big thing for me too.
0: One thing that I've had to come to terms with in my source journey is at the beginning of our podcast, I would quite frequently say I kind of lucked into healing because I accidentally dog sat at a different location for a week and I felt so much better there. I ended up staying And so I always say I lucked into it because I just happened upon this safe space that I could stay at, but I didn't luck into it because it did come at a cost. It came at the cost of leaving my family home, not living near my family. And it also came at the cost of losing all my possessions except for what I had in a carry-on. So I think one thing that SIRS has really highlighted for me personally is like those moments in my life where I thought like, oh, I'm so lucky or like, this is just like good fortune coming upon me. It's uh, kind of highlighted to me that it, it's not that. It's me being ready for an opportunity and taking action on it. And so I just want to give myself a little bit of props there. Um, and if you if you you know, if you feel like you're really struggling with your search journey, the hardest step is getting out of exposure. That is the hardest step for everyone. And so if you can luck into finding a safe space, whether that's, you know, leaving the location you're at or, you know, having the financial bandwidth to remediate or be able to take out a loan to remediate, like pat yourself on the back for that, because that is the hardest step. And overcoming that hurdle is the number one thing that helped me heal so much faster than I would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, and that's such, such an important lesson. And I, I think we've said it before on the podcast that, you know, when we first started this podcast, you and I didn't quite realize how important getting out of exposure was. And we also, me too, didn't appreciate the, the steps you took to get out of exposure and how dramatic that was. And, and I'm so thankful that you did because you had such a remarkable, quick i it looked quick to me, it probably maybe didn't feel quick, but it looked so quick, your turnaround in health um and and I know your location was a gigantic part of that,
0: yeah, I think you shared with me it was on a podcast that you listened to that the the host was talking about childhood trauma, and they said something along the lines of well, it happened to me, so it couldn't have been traumatic. so mm-hmm. I feel like because it happened to me, you know, like I moved uh. Locations left my family with only the possessions I had on a car- in a carry on because it was me like it's just me so it couldn't have been a hard thing to do, um, but I do want to give more gravity to that because I think so many people are going through this really difficult step of removing themselves from exposure whether that be letting go of possessions or leaving a home that they love or you know having to remediate a home that they love um, and it is a hard thing I want to validate that um, and anything you do to you know, make that situation possible for you, like, good job. That's amazing. That is the hardest part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that up because it is important for anybody listening that just because you were able to do something doesn't then mean that the thing you did was not difficult. Like that's Mm -hmm. just such an easy trap to fall in. So definitely take that moment to reflect. All the difficult things that you've accomplished in your life and appreciate that and know that this is, you know, your battle with SIRs is yet another and you're going to be able to do it, it and it will be hard, but it will be a hard thing that you've done and uh, it'll be awesome once you get to the other side. Absolutely. And the final thing that I want to say, which is just kind of a funny thing really uh, about SIRS is that I see it everywhere. <laughs> 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 it's really hard to not just see, see the, the, when you, when you hear about someone's symptoms and they just mention, Oh yeah, I have to, I have to take these adrenal gummies before I even sit up in the morning and I just wait to, for them to get absorbed. Oh, it's just a chronic fatigue thing. And then they move on and you're like, nah, you, Um it's just, it's, it's, it really is everywhere. And it does affect, a quarter of the population, at least genetically, but beyond mm. that, mold isn't good for anybody, you know? And a lot of these biotoxins, um, though some people can clear them on their own with without support just by leaving uh, a bad environment, that's a big group of people that can't. And so I I get that and I see it and that is definitely new for me. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime I see someone who's just like, they're chronically ill and suffering in some way with this kind of like unknown reason why, I just, my go-to is SIRS. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong. It's a good avenue for them to explore because it could resolve a lot of different issues for them. I met someone new this week and they shared that they react, they have reactions to strong smelling perfumes. And I was like, oh yeah, I used to have mast cell histamine reactions uh, due to this thing I had, you know, caused by mold and COVID. And they were like, oh yeah, I haven't been the same since I had COVID. And I was like, Yeah, I didn't start seeing resolution until I did treatment and they were like, I want to hear more about that. So it's kind of a blessing and a curse. You see it everywhere, but you also get to share it everywhere. But don't be like it's so hard to share about chronic illness solutions because I remember when I had, um, you know, I had my autoimmune thing and it was triggered by SIRS. And I was suffering for a long time and suffering publicly because I was putting it all online like I do. And people would constantly give me suggestions of what helped them. And it just became so annoying. There's this meme of like a battlefield and they're like, I wonder if everyone's all dead. And someone yells out, uh, I have a pain in my leg. How do I solve it? And all the dead people start giving out suggestions, and that's really what it feels like when you have chronic illness. Is like everyone wants to give their advice to you. It's so frustrating. So it it is like a nuanced thing. We should probably do an episode about that. How we we tell people about serves without you know being pushy, overly aggressive, or just completely turning them off to it.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna write that down for later. <laughs> Awesome.
0: Well, if you are looking for more resources and support on your SERS journey, you can join us over at thesersgroup.com.
1: See you there.